All right, we're with Gisa Paredes now. Gisa, give us a bit of an introduction about yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Gisa Paredes. I'm a psychologist, um, Active Detox Specialist. I'm the founder of Healing Minds PH and the acting chief operating officer for Well at Sea. Maybe you can share, Gisa, like how you actually got into the psychology field and maybe elaborate on after the link to your... I guess, healing modalities and spirituality. Oh my God. Start with Maybe, psychology, Muna. Yeah, well, I think it, it kind of goes all the way back, really. It ties into this whole spirituality business. Because when I was four years old, I got dengue. And it was the type that they didn't really know how to like treat dengue yet. It malabo at that time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... My platelet count had dropped drastically, and all I remember the whole time I was in the hospital was that I was outside in the garden playing with my guardian angel. So oh, wow. apparently, um, to to my parents and everybody else, to look lang ako. Yeah. Um, I needed like blood transfusion, all of that, and they I guess they feared for my life. For sure. Um, there would be like priests and nuns and whatever always in my room praying over me but I have Out no recollection wow. yeah I have no recollection of this at all um, of them being there whatever um, uh-huh. very very vague memories but the most I remember of it was being outside in the garden playing with my angel mm-hmm. and when I did wake up like I think my mom hugged me and I said what's wrong why are you why are you like so extra happy <laughs> right Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, they were worried about me. And I said, oh, but I was just outside with um, my guardian angel, Rosa. So she had a name. Wow. And so when I got out of the hospital, finally, uh, my mom took me to like those religious shops. You know, the, those ones in like Mega Mall. Okay. Or something. I actually don't remember which shop it was, but we walked into a religious shop with all these like statues and stuff. And okay. I said, mom, that's her. There was this one little statue there. I'm like, that's her. That, that's my guardian angel. She looked exactly like Rosa. Only it was the statue of the Virgin Mary stepping, oh on, oh, wow. stepping on the snake. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So we bought it. We brought it home. And it's, it's always been in our house. And just growing up, like my, my mom always like, made me remember that I had Rosa. So even mm-hmm. my aunts and uncles, siblings, everything, they would always say, Kisa, ask your guardian angel, okay? Tell your guardian angel this and that. So I kind of just became that like medium without knowing it. Uh-huh. That I could Channel. talk to a guardian angel. I could request things from her and that she would give it to me. So I just had like this direct link to her my yeah. whole life. Um, and then when I was about nine or ten or something, my mom took me to a... He was called like the chakra house. Okay. And these people could see angels. And she had me sit with someone in the room. And that person was like, well, you know, I can see angels. Would you like to know like what your guardian angel looks like? And I was like, I already know what she yeah, looks yeah. like. Parang, why are we even doing this? It's so stupid. Yeah. So anyway, we sat through it. I was a testy um, pre-adolescent. And I just like sat there giving her mm-hmm. attitude. And 
she described her the same way that I saw her in the hospital. And then she said, she stands on your left side and her name is such and such. Shit. And I said, I know her name. Like she goes, yeah. yeah. Um, she says that you call her that. But you know, angels, when they speak, they speak on a frequency. So sometimes the frequency and what we hear is what we get. But she had like a like another name that was just so out of this world. But relativity. I said, I'm not going to remember that. Yeah, 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 relativity. The frequency that I got was Rosa. So yeah. it's always been that. And so, yeah, I mean, that's really where all of this began. It started when I was four. Wow. And then when I was 23, 23, fuck, I don't even remember how old I was. Um, but that, it was 2009. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I had a really bad relationship with a guy. He, never mind, never mind his profession. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, but, um, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. <laughs> that. That's okay. No, but okay, so I had a really bad relationship. Uh-huh. He was pretty abusive. Um, he was heavy into okay. drug use. So he oh. started like threatening and whatever. Oh man, that's tough. Yeah, so... After that experience, I had, of course, I had to go see my own counselors. I had to start seeing my therapist. Then my mom took me to the healing house. And then that's when I met Tita Carmen. And everything just kind of started there. They would make me sit in a chair. And then they would, you know, the crystal. When that was the only modality, I, I would just sit there. And I would just let them, parang, okay, if it, gives, if it gives my mom peace of mind, I'm going to do it. But... Anyway, that whole like experience and like going to a therapist and seeing the healers and doing all of that, especially because the guy himself was, he was diagnosed with a mental illness okay. and he just wasn't stable at all. Uh-huh. I think it's really what pushed me. It's what urged me to go and take my master's in psychology. Because in undergrad, I was already psych and visual arts. So I could have gone the whole artist route <clears throat> if I wanted. Yeah. I kind of felt na, no way. I feel like there's like a bigger calling here. Um, there are more people who need to be understood. And I guess in a way, I wanted to also maybe dive deeper and understand him. Like... How could one person get this way and become so evil and like do this to other to other people? And did that give you like some did it reveal some stuff after you did your masters? Did did you find answers like with regard to your ex and like you know, like the way people behave? Masters is one big therapy. And it is like the most painful experience. How so? Yeah, I mean, because like you're studying to be a psychologist, but but you are required to do therapy consistently. Like, okay. if if anything happens, and you're cons- you're constantly making reflection papers, you're constantly talking to your professors, but you're also learning the science. And I went in and out of all sorts of emotions that were, I got triggered left and right on so many things. It really made all my demons come out, but that's the whole purpose of becoming a psychologist. Like there's no way that you can help other people if you also don't dive deep. 
when you say, well, yeah, when you say demons, though, like what exactly are you referring to? For those that aren't really aware of like that kind of terminology, um, demons. Well, if you like relate it now to Carl Jung, he calls it the shadow, right? So okay. Carl Jung has these archetypes in the personality. And he says that in each person, there's the part of you that is wise. There's the part of you that is the shadow self, meaning the part of you that, well, as much as possible, you would like to hide. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like... And yung nakakahiya. Yun. Medj. Yeah. The, the but it's not just about the shame. I think it's also about like the uncontrollable anger from time yeah. to time because anger yeah. can also be a shadow. Um, obsessions can be a shadow. Okay. So things that like, oh my God, am I, am I obsessing? You know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So is addiction or, like a byproduct of obsession? Or is it an, a totally different thing? That's it chemical. Could be. It could be. I guess because, it could be. Because it's a compulsion. It could be, it could be considered a compulsion. Because yeah. I go to therapy and like, you know, like I've seen different kinds of psychiatrists, psychologists and you know, a lot of them are very big on chemical imbalances. But yeah. there others, like there was one who was specialized more on like um, Carl Jung. But parang sometimes you have to like, because they always ask about your uh, your genetics, you know, your, if your parents yeah. were Family. predisposed yeah. to depression yeah. or anxiety. And it's like, yeah. but at the same time, parang sometimes, you know, like when you actually... Because like I'm just gonna share, I've gotten on meds, and I've seen the difference of getting on meds and not being on meds. You mm. know, like they say that it kind of like makes things a bit more neutral, mm. which is nice if you want to function well in the real world. But yeah. I guess if you feel like you want to be more in the ethers and just kind of energy and and yeah. just flowing through it, then okay, don't don't be on it. But I think it for me personally, it helps me a lot. You know, there's yeah. that stigma though that parang, oh, like antidepressants are bad. You shouldn't get on them, you know. So like, what, what, are, your thought, what are your thoughts on that, Snap? If, if you ask me, the antidepressants are bad if you're using it recreationally. Like if you're using Xanax to just trip out or like get through the day, yeah, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. But if the doctor says that you need to take it to mm. be able to function throughout the day, then I think that's okay. Yeah. But then if you feel as though it's limiting your growth as a person or like it's like taking you away from what you believe to be your purpose, then maybe you should wean yourself off and try to control yeah. yourself because again, you control yourself. The whole physical manifestation of your soul is pretty much dependent on your consciousness. How you would like to understand things is based on how you're predisposed it's it's everything that's in no, your head. Uh, totally totally but like how do you like um, differentiate though like you know there are people that are very into the esoteric healing modalities and there are those that are very into the science-based um facts Approach. yeah so but how do we like what are your Gisa might be better to yeah that, I think. so Gisa, like what do you what do you think about that like the the whole psychological the science aspect of it versus the esoteric energy healing you know mm. natural medicine well i do both um and as a psychologist myself i prefer to see an energy healer instead of seeing a psychologist and parang by profession we are required to see another psychologist 
for mm-hmm. therapy because we okay. need like ethically we're really supposed to parang process our own issues with another okay. professional but my answer to that is you know to each their own the thing is like not all not all parang licensed psychologists are going to resonate mm. with a person and the only real thing that we do is well we talk to people right you could talk to anybody really yeah. we have certain tools yes but so do others and if that's the tool that works for you if that's the tool that like you truly believe in mm-hmm. then use that find somebody who'll guide you with that mm-hmm. tool um but if there is a need for medication then it is absolutely necessary mm-hmm. to one take the medication with your psychiatrist and then work hand in hand with your therapist and then i would say slowly explore other modalities if you like but i in the beginning the step is psychiatrist with the meds psychologist for the talk therapy and mm-hmm. then start blending it with all these other things eventually it can wean you off psychotherapy Wow, ang galing nun, ah. I like that. I really like that. I, me rin. Like, finally, we have someone who is, uh, what's the term? Of the right credibility. Yeah, qualified. Qualified. Yeah, qualified person. <laughs> diba? you, you have the credentials to be able to uh, back up that statement. Galeng. And it's really, that's a really great thing to hear. Uh, normally, it's just me and Nikki shooting shit you know what i mean like we're no, just yeah trying, no but the thing is so like as, yeah as we, as we like go how about. do you go find like that middle part but like as a you know like with a scientific background plus you also dabble in the in the esoteric and the natural like mm. do you think that especially here in the philippines should the public be more aware of that world you know like the healing house energy healing theta healing or do you think maybe it has to be integrated slowly? Well, the thing is, if we also trace back to our own roots, we had the Babaylans, right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So it, it's in our nature to have Eastern medicine. It's in yeah. our nature to trust in the spirits. We pray to a God. Like, yeah. it is normal Mithala. for us to, yeah, it's normal for us to be like a spiritual nation. Oh, for sure. Um, we already, but the thing is, I guess, the problem here is with any sort of mental illness, what becomes a stigma and the problem in our society, particularly Philippine society, is pray to God. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. How, then, how then do you start introducing that when, yes, we are doing the spiritual, but also when it is dead serious, the answer is, idasal mo na lang yan. Parang, teka lang. Mahirap Like, so, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, um, well, like for me, I, I really mix the two. There really has to be a form of grounding. That's okay. why I say like, there are steps to this. If you find that, you know, you are questioning if you have a mental disorder or like you are really struggling in life, the first yeah. step is to see a psychologist. Uh-huh. Let that psychologist parang assess it. Then yeah. see a psychiatrist if you have to take the medicines. Mm-hmm. And then 
start dabbling in all the other stuff. And it's easy to now introduce people to those stuff if they find that curiosity. And I guess like that curiosity would come from the real like innate yearning for healing. Mm, yeah. Because when you are in like that deep pit, it's that mm. one moment in your life where you're like, I'll do anything to mm, get out of this. Exactly. Right? So you don't you don't sell it to someone who's like totally fine. Yeah. You it it will resonate with the people that it's supposed to resonate with. And I think to each their own um, blessing. Who said this? I think it was Deepak Chopra this morning. He said that we, um, what is it? There are 7 billion ways to shine our light. I like that. I like Did that. you get that? I like that. Because yeah. we all don't shine our light the same way. We don't. We don't. So like, Nikki's gift now is he's gonna go off and like disappear from the city. <laughs> and yeah, he has like, that snap. Has... Yeah, your gift now, snap, is that you know you're the corporate work, what you're you're providing for your family, things like that. And then yeah. my gift is totally different. I serve like the maritime industry, so there are seven billion ways to shine our light. But why are people so scared? Like, you know, like whenever I talk to. So some of my students, and then they're always like, I'm so stressed with my job, but it pays the bills. And, you know, mm-hmm. I want to pursue, like, photography, but, you know, it's, it's too uncertain. I can't, like, have, I don't have the balls to, to take that leap of faith. Yeah. Like, how come there's that, I feel like there's a big scarcity mindset when it mm-hmm. comes to, like, pursuing the things you want to do. Where do you think that stems from? Well, the three of us were talking about it earlier. I think that's tied to a lot of form too. Mm. So just a lot of like um, belief systems, society. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, there is such a thing as uh, what is it called this social learning theories, so behavioral therapy theories, all of that, right? Skinner. Mm. So these behaviorists, and what they tell you is that everything that you are is a learned behavior from what's outside of you. So a person becomes that way because obviously there are generations before us that have already kind of passed this on. In society, we know, right? Parang, oh, wag kang kukuha ng art course. Walang pera dyan. Yeah. Parang, we already, how many times yeah. have we heard of the stereotype? Right? Yeah. And I guess that's that's where they're coming from. There's a, some sort of structure that we're living around. Um, we yeah, came into system. this world, there were already laws. The systems were already in place. They were in place, exactly. Yeah. So it's very hard to kind of disrupt it. I mean, to your point, that's why I really, what you said earlier really resonated with me. I love how you said that there has to be like a balance between uh, both. Because I think that's the best way to get more people into it it's it's a good bridge because without that bridge you're not able to reach you're not able to maximize your reach and i think we also like need to remember that and as much as we want to be free because i think Mm -hmm. that's really what it is no i mean if you go back to your philo (laughs) yeah the question of philo really is about our free agency and why man like makes all these decisions and 
I forgot what philosopher it was, but all we really want to do is to be free. And that's what we're going to keep fighting for. But the thing is, we live in structure. Um, where where was I? Yeah, where was I going to go with this? I had an idea. I lost it. Fuck. It'll come back. It'll, It'll come back. It'll come back. But like you were okay. talking, yeah. like, it reminds me of like I was watching this new um, video on Vice wherein the founder was interviewing Edward Snowden about yeah. what's happening with the... Um, I saw you share what, that. What they're applying in Korea and in Taiwan and in contact China, tracing. the contact tracing, wherein basically they're using people's data. And no, it's Epic Shelter. But he created that program that farms everything that goes online, basically. But that's and scary. Then, I mean, like just tying it up with the whole freedom thing. Right now, people are willing to give up their freedom because they're scared. But how not do you... necessarily. It's either, remember, it can be out of fear, out of convenience, yeah, fear, or uh, out of circumstance, whatever that circumstance may be. But you I can't... guess the thing is, how do you, how do you, like, it's, for us, it's frustrating to see that the inefficiencies and people being Social taken advantage, people being Social taken advantage. Like, how do you, do you, do you speak up or do you just stay silent so that you don't, like, you know, like rub off people in the wrong in the wrong way. Like, what's your what's your stance when it comes to things like this? I think what's important there is first to align with your intention, because mm-hmm. it's so easy to want to speak up. I think the problem right now. I told this to Snap, what this morning or yesterday? Yeah, we were chatting. What's really pissing me off about this whole situation is that there are too many strong opinions, like. Okay, I get it. Yes, like things make you mad, but is anybody really parang pausing? What what is the intention here? And if the intention was in fact love of nation, would we be acting the way that we're acting? You know, like bashing a politician here, doing that, doing that, like or whatever. If you know, if that was the underlying intention, this yeah. would not be the behavior. If the underlying intention was, was good. for safety, protection, and love, yeah. the behavior wouldn't appear yeah, this totally. way. So I think that I think that even if like, yeah, we wanna stand up, we wanna do this, we wanna do that, great. We all wanna have a say, but I think what matters is before you even do that, align with what that intention is. Because that's where like things get so warped. Saint Augustine said, "The only way we sin is when our loves are not in order." Wow, that's beautiful. That's powerful. That's powerful. Grabian. Yeah, but the thing is, I think we're. I was, you know, we read all these articles, and I've been seeing a lot of how people are saying that the way people are reacting to this whole pandemic, it's like from a fight or flight survivalist perspective, ne. Yeah. And they're not thinking, they're reacting na lang. And especially yeah. the government, you know, like maybe some of the even people in the health industry. But I guess like moving forward, like how do you, how would you want people to evolve from this? Because it is a, I mean, it is a big wake up call talaga. Yeah. How would you guys want people to evolve from this? <sighs> no, sorry, wait. Let me, <laughs> let me rephrase that. How would you want to see your selves evolve from this it would be good to see not just myself but everyone hold on to the good habits that you formed during the quarantine period because they're definitely good habits 
but the, the thing is uh there are also bad habits so you kind of have to be able to filter that out and throughout this process of being quarantined i'm sure there are a lot of us that have been able to let go of bad habits so moving forward it would be great to stick to the good habits but never go back to the bad habits or at least you know try your best to veer away from situations so like what's that one like what's one good habit that you would stick to now i would say exercise cuz uh lately i've been exercising pretty much every day uh versus before quarantine i'd exercise maybe once a week to to be perfectly honest and sometimes that's just a basketball game like uh it's absolutely no discipline with regards to health and like wellness it was more of just like i just have to work then i'll go home and then i'll eat sleep and then work again what's a bad habit that's a bad habit i think no that's another bad habit another bad habit <laughs> i would say uh maybe not being as in touch with old friends cuz to be honest even our barkada with nikki uh over the last few days we've talked more yeah. than the last 10 than years. the last couple <laughs> more of years. God, more, i hear yeah. you that's true yeah and it's online that's the crazy yeah. part right it's it's this technology's been here for a while but we've never used it and we didn't even bother to see each other when we would go out i mean nikki and i for sure but like some of our other friends we wouldn't really see them yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah, that no. such a great takeaway? I mean, first of all, making us realize that shit in this yeah. time where all of us are locked in, who are the people that we're choosing to talk to? Exactly. exactly. That really shows you who is so important. You can filter totally, and like from here 100%. on, yeah, the parang from here on, I want to see them like. 50% of the year. Yeah. Instead yeah. of 2%. I think it yeah. really um, magnified the whole reality that we think we have time. You know what I mean? Like I remember a week before time the lockdown. It's a social construct. It is. But like I remember a week before the lockdown, I was in the beach. You know what I mean? Mm. I was around a lot of people. Yeah. I was talking to like strangers. And so now... What habits did you... Uh, Portray the beach. In, indulgence. Indulgence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Let's just Fantastic. use that umbrella. Indulgence. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good umbrella term for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong though. I feel like, and especially now, like we're on like the f- one month uh, mark of the quarantine and I've developed some pretty bad habits. Like I really indulge myself with a lot of bad food, mm-hmm. um, sleeping in. Because I realized that when I was young, when I was like in grade school, high school, those were the things I, I did to actually comfort myself. I'd take long naps coming home from school or I'd sleep in class when I didn't want to listen. We'd sleep in class, man. Exactly, exactly. Like they would have to wake us up for tests. And, and oh, food, food the man. We were all classmates. It's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Julo, Job, Chris Roman. We were all in one section. So yeah. imagine how gulo that class was. But yeah, diba? and food becomes a source of pleasure lang, not nutrition. Not, That's it. You know what I mean? So like, not sustenance. 
it's parang, not but the thing is how it's so difficult to rewire that when that's what gives you pleasure it gives you comfort mm. you know like parang in the back that's, of your head you know that you should have a smoothie or eat more vegetables but then you see like a bag of cheetos and so instant ramen there and you know that once you eat that yeah you're gonna feel good for a moment and that moment becomes heightened especially with this when it's the same lung you're in the same place see the same people same yeah. routine and but that's where Jesus point comes in I mean that's where you filter right you have to I have... think you filter but sometimes I feel like I personally yeah, I don't like the idea that there's a bad and a good because I think that it's just a label you know like yeah fine you can overdo things but like don't brand it as bad like okay you can, I'm gonna have some chips today you know tomorrow I'm gonna try to eat healthy and if I slip, I'll try again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. have a bit of, a bit of like kindness towards yourself. Because I feel like you weren't taught that talaga. You know, it's more like magis. That, we were you know, to do more, we were To be yeah, yeah. cogs in a machine. We were, basically. we were, we were. We and were. doctrinized in the Catholic Church as well. Imagine. Although look at us being magis already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, we are. For the things you care about, though. Yes. What you're passionate about. Because yeah. I feel a lot of people are motivated just by like money, pay. power. Yeah, pay, yeah, pay you know power I mean? for sure. Like ego. Pay power. And I admit that, 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 that's, still, that's still in me. You know, like that parang, there's like two voices, not even two, like maybe multiple voices in my head telling me, oh, you should do this because, you know, it'll, it'll look good in your credentials or. You know, do this because you're gonna help other people. And sometimes you get into this existential like um, crisis because you're thinking, I want to do this for all these reasons. So it's so gray, you know, like all this whole navigating through a conscious, uh, purposeful life. But Gisa, how do you like what? How do you sift through that? You know, in a more cerebral, logical way, or maybe even with your intuition. Well, there, you said there's so many things that you want to do. It will still go back to intention, don't you think? I think so. I think because for me, intention talaga. You, yeah, because like, even if you do want to do all these things, parang which, which love are you going to prioritize first? Because mm-hmm. if you do fill yourself with hobbies, where is the time for family? Yeah. If you fill yourself with, like, I don't know, traveling or whatever, where is the time for there catching up with friends and all these other things that you say you find important but yeah. are not like parang behaving in in accordance the with the yeah in accordance the with the intention yeah, so i think it still kind of boils down to that so like what is what is your intention what is like your deepest intention what is it that you value and being able to rank your loves i like that are you like the ranking your loves because I feel like the priorities kind of become, how do you say this? Like a bit more. It's so blurry. skewed right now. It's yeah. so skewed right like now. Like, now, especially now, you feel like, especially we're the lucky ones because we're in our homes, we have a roof over our heads, we, can have, we have access to internet. But we know that other people outside our homes are super struggling. Like they're yeah, dying. Like 70 to 80% of the and population. You want to help out, but at the same time, your reality, you're struggling with. Your pain, your own pain, you know what I mean? But how do you, like me, I, I don't know how, I, that's my daily struggle. Mm. Like, I want to help out. And for me, the best way I can do it with 
enthusiasm is to teach, to teach yoga, mm -hmm. to teach meditation. I mean, do I think about going out to the front lines? Yeah, but honestly, I'm, it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. You know, because like there is that, that factor of getting There's infected, dying, yeah. infecting yeah. other people. So it's really a, it, it's a this painful process. This whole situation process. is a mind fuck. It really is. Super. Because like if we were in any other situation, let's say like Ondoy or Yolanda or like that, when there is a calamity, we are there. Yeah. Right, it's so normal for us to do these things, but right now, in as much as we are the helpers, we are also the enemy. We are, because you can be carried. You can be carried. Exactly, you are. You are the enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even to your own family, you are the That's enemy. That's it. So this is why it it can really be psychologically painful. Um. A lot of people are also, they don't realize it, but all this worry, this anxiety, all of that, like, give yourself time to grieve also. Give yourself time to, like, yeah, just, like, mourn what's happening in the world because it is sad. It really is sad. And not all of us can bounce back as fast as others. I totally some, agree. Totally some people agree. find that there. That's why there are 7 billion ways to shine our light. And right now, not all of us are capable of being in the front line. Um, not all of us are capable of, you know, doing a fundraiser here and there and raising like 10 million pesos and whatever. None of us, not all of us have that capability. Some people do. And when all of this started, I did not want in on any of it because I knew that I wasn't in that space mm -hmm. and I needed it to come from a place of sincerity if I ever wanted to get into it. But I realized, you know what? Other people are doing it. I'm okay yeah. where I am. I'm mm -hmm. going to stick to what I know. I'm going to do my job really well. And that's what's going to get me through it. Nice. But some others really like to respond in different ways. And that's okay too. I'm so happy that you stressed that because I needed to hear that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because like, I feel like when you're bombarded by so much information and you feel so hopeless, but you know you have so much to give. But the thing is, sometimes you need to respect where you're at. Eh. You yeah. know, like you're not there yet. And what are you doing? Yeah, parang, diba? You parang have to already know, Acknowledge right? that, okay, I'm here and it's okay. Sometimes yeah. like, today I was just lying down in bed, you know, because I couldn't, I didn't really want to do anything, you know, like, and that's fine. Eh. And I think, for me, I think it's one of the best things about uh, not the silver one of the silver linings of this whole uh, quarantine. I think is it really you're forced to hit the brakes. Like I've had a breakdown to my siblings. Yeah. You know, like I didn't realize I was so angry, and it wasn't even to them. It was just angry about the whole situation. And I think we're all gonna have our breaking points in different ways. Constantly working out till you're just dead tired. True. But oh yeah, you saw that today. About, you like saw we're just, that today. We're just doing what we can. And yeah. I think that's a great thing because like, it's really removing the stuff that doesn't serve you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, also, like, I was talking to a friend about this. Um, we need to recognize that you, we can have other emotions aside from fear and worry. So I think that at least in the beginning, I started feeling like, whoa, if I'm not with society, meaning society is worried, society is like, you know, we, we need to act, we need to do this, we need to do that. If I'm not with them, then parang I feel guilty. And 
we also need to be careful about that because it's actually okay to have happy moments. Mm-hmm. It's okay to celebrate things. It's okay to be living your normal life. Yeah. No, you're but, right. You're right. But like the world has made it in a way na parang no. If you're Very not difficult. in this if you're not in this frequency of fear and worry, then you don't care about the world. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Well, parang, right? But I think that's where we get trapped. That's where we get trapped. The thinking of if you're if you're not here in this pit with us, because again, you don't care. To your point earlier, uh, like uh, there are seven billion ways to shine your light. So that's basically your consciousness, Nikki's consciousness, my consciousness. As Nikki and I were talking about the other day, it's all happening at the same time. So parang. It's, I'm not saying it's herd mentality, but I think that's a good analogy. If everyone's consciousness is thinking this, mas nakakahawa. Like, uh, mm. for example, you're in a group and everyone... This is an oversimplification. Huh? Everyone wants to watch Star Wars. But you want to watch, let's say, I don't know, Lord of the Rings. My Little Pony. Okay. Okay, My Little Pony. Extreme. Yeah, extreme. Diba? Si My Little Pony, pusta ko. Sabi niya, ah, sama ko sa Star Wars. I'll go with that. I'll go with my friends. Because I don't want to watch My Little Pony by myself. Yeah. The time's different pa. So, they get out of their movie. I'm still in my movie. And then, wala na. There's so many factors. Diba? Yeah. Pero see, if you went and watched My Little Pony, masaya ka pa rin. Oh. Masaya ka pa din. Diba? Masaya pa din. Pero so, choice mo. That's where, exactly. again, the free will part comes in. Yeah. I think, like, the thing about this whole... You, you know how, like, Murphy's Law... Like, okay. when I, I remember the movie... Everything can go wrong. Or wrong will go wrong. And that, like, I remember they mentioned it in, like, Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah. And then when they when they brought that up, like, and always, like, People in the production and the video production industry talk about that a lot. Na parang lahat ng problemang naisip mo mangyayari yon. You just need to be able to deal with it. And I think being in that industry for a really long time that causes you to look at all possibilities. And yes. I never thought that this crossed my mind. This whole it kind of looks like a dystopian, post-apocalyptic reality right now all over the world. And I remember kind of like toying with that idea before and now it's happening. But did it feel the same way it felt when I was like visualizing myself in that world? Not really. Parang it felt even more like here, for example, today I had to make a run to the, to the drugstore. And it was the first time I drove the car, drove through the streets. And, you know, I, at first I was excited. Parang, oh, I can get out of the house for a bit. But man, I felt... Sad. Like, so I felt so sad because there was nobody talaga. Yeah. Parang there was no life. You know, it was yeah. just like, now it became this, it honestly felt like a, like a hospital. You know, a hospital that was like totally abandoned. It was just sterile, no energy. You know, you don't feel any vibes. Mm. Yeah. And it was just, you know, parang sometimes you, when you see movies of like post-apocalyptic uh, themes, you, you, you feel that fear, excitement, very heightened sensations. But parang me being outside, I was just low and saddened by the whole reality. You know, Did like, you bring your past? 
No, I was alone, man. I had to go to the freaking drugstore. That's why you were feeling bad, bro. <laughs> no. no. Subconscious guilt. There's no guilt. It, this, the, the drugstore was so near. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just anyway. Oh, But go, like, go. Gisa, like, I want to ask you about um, your take on community, though. Like, in term, I know you have a good circle of uh, people who are in the same wavelength in different industries. But like, how important is that to you? How important is community to me? Well, <clears throat> with the seafarers, for example, um, my main goal for them is actually to be able to develop bonding because we now live in this world where like, we tend to isolate. We said it ourselves. We have been friends for so long, yet, We don't see each other. Haven't, yeah, we haven't never, talked never this yeah, never long like this. Never. in like yeah. a really long time. Don't, Or even just for you guys, like within your Bergada, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it is a basic human need to have human connection. But having a community um, that is of quality is even more important. So it's not about getting scattered or being scattered and just, you know, making friends with whoever. That's happened to me. I've made friends with whoever. Oh, and yeah, it's Nikki kind and of I like think. bit yeah. me in the ass too. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> like um, I think I've kind of learned. I've learned so how do how life. do you how do you learn that though? How do you discern or how do you like get a sense of who are good friends for you or a good community to be around with? Because a lot of people I feel don't really understand that idea of because sometimes you want to be pleasant. I think society tells us to be pleasant all the time. To be friendly, you know, keep up conversation, be open. But sometimes mm. the vibe's just off. Like yeah. you're not in the same wavelength. You know, you're just bumping heads. So like, but how do you? Because for me, it's like you can discern by vibe lang talaga. But yeah. some people, like I don't know with Snap. Snap, I know you analyze things, then. With Gisa, yeah. you, like how? What's your what's your process? I think, well. Last year, parang one of the main takeaways was I realized that when we meet new people, I don't know if this happens to you. Eh? You meet a new group of people, you start bonding. Mm-hmm. For me, a, an indicator that this person is someone that I shouldn't proceed with mm-hmm. is if they open up to me way too fast. Mm-hmm. How come? Which is the opposite, diba? Parang yeah, you think, yeah. whoa, we're so bonded yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. Like you realize you're talking to them for five minutes, suddenly you're like, oh my God, we're totally on the same way. Yeah. No. Back mm-hmm. out. Like I yeah. said, back red off flag. completely. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Total red, red flag. flag. I call it, um, what do you call this? I call it like premature vulnerability. Mm. I call it toxic vulnerability. Sorry. Mm. To make It's you toxic. open up and then just to create that uh, yes. dependency at that moment yeah not yeah. necessarily dependency but it's more of like acceptance i think is what they're looking for yeah i think and it's not just that like i i i've encountered this many times in my life where like uh-huh. i meet a couple of people they tell me like their saddest story within like two or three times of knowing them and parang napapa share ka rin yeah yeah and i realize na oh my god these people have no boundaries because mm-hmm. first of all they don't even know me from Adam. So, why did they open up to me? And then, mm. parang napasubo ako. Yeah. But, pag napapasubo ka rin, you need, that's, that's super parang crucial and, and dangerous. Yeah. Um, so, I guess for me, it's that. If they open up way too fast, I would say red flag. 
yeah. be careful because the person has no boundaries um is willing to tell anybody and everybody the story and yeah. you know Brene Brown says it herself you need to be careful about being vulnerable it's not about just opening up and telling your story it's about mm-hmm. opening up to the right people yeah and you can you'll only know if they if they are the right people through time mm-hmm. like the three character of us have known will, each other since we were like in high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. character will so, show itself over time. Yeah, it will. Tendencies will show it. And I think the best part, then, I mean, for me, with age, as we got older, you you tend, to, I mean, I think you tend to not give a shit about what people think, then, and you tend to not filter as much, then. Like, if you don't want to talk, you're not gonna talk. You're not. If you don't want to reply, you're not gonna reply. Because like, it's just there's so much bandwidth in that, and I think that that creates a lot of stress, internal stress. People yeah. pleasing, being able to conforming all the time. I mean, that's You don't always have fuck. to go with the group. Yeah, yeah. you don't. That's you don't always don't. have to go with the group. I really believe in the filter. That's why, uh, to Giza's point, that's your litmus test, I think. I have a similar uh, method uh, to gauge how real a person is. What's your uh, litmus test? Which is? Uh... <laughs> I ask certain questions and then I really look at how they answer. I, yeah, ask me a like question. What, yeah, like, like, what is one question? Yeah, ask me a question. Tell, Are these the four outsider. ways? You <laughs> <laughs> Rotary Club? Ba to? <laughs> is it the truth? Or... No, 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 no. Let's no, have no, a hypothetical no. situation right now. Okay, so let's say, for example, mm-hmm. new group. Someone is talking about, uh, let's make it something random. Uh, the best basketball player in the world. Okay. Parang ganon. It's LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Okay? So, or they're talking about the best basketball player. Okay. So, you ask them questions to see if they're open to the idea that who they think is the best is wrong. Mm. The moment that they're defensive about who, kunyari, ay hindi, ano eh, It'll always be like uh, you say if you ask the question. Uh, let's say, how do I put it? Let's say, uh, so if you think LeBron is the best, how would you compare his six trips to the finals, but only winning four out of the six versus Jordan, who won six out of the six? And then yeah, if yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. ah, no, Jordan's bet, ah, LeBron's better because statistics-wise. He shoots this, he passes this, he does this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not open to another opinion. Yeah. He want to engage with you. Versus yeah. the person who would answer, uh, the answer could be something like, you know what? Maybe LeBron is the best all-around player, but not the greatest of all time. Yeah. That person is giving you a more parang cerebral answer. It's not just defense mechanism. Parang... Uh, uh. I'll stand by my belief kahit na mali dahil ito yung paniniwala ko and I already said it I'm just gonna stick with it bahala na but do you think you can challenge that though? like do you feel like I wouldn't challenge it I would just let it play out and then no no I not mean, not not in that sense let's say let's say I mean I'm just trying to like kind of push you a bit into the probe you more like okay. let's say you're talking to this guy and you already get a sense that he's a bit more like guarded and has maybe insecurities but like yeah, would you would you prod him more into no. like or no. are you just gonna let him allow him to 
just defend himself and just okay like hindi kung insecurity kasi iba yun eh it can be insecure let's say it's close close mindedness talaga ah close mindedness ano yeah. na at that point i will i'll i'll just agree i'll just be like ah okay yeah or like ah talaga or then i got to ah, go yeah yeah see you no, man not, nice not, to meet not you i got to go <laughs> I'll, i'll still i'll still stay with the group i'll still talk to everyone socialize like i'm not gonna put yeah. a wall but you know that like beyond that yeah, that's like as far I'm not gonna, as like you're gonna go. I'm not gonna tell them like the saddest story of my life, like you mentioned. Yeah, to your yeah. your point, na, uh it's it's like a different version of that, Parang, But why do you think though that I remember like I I catch myself doing this uh, whenever I meet somebody new. What's your default um question? Uh, so what what do you do? Um Yeah, literally. No, like what, what do, do you do, do for work? What do you do, yeah, for, do, work? do for work? Yeah. And I remember when I was traveling the question I asked him was, where are you from? How long have you been traveling? And the funny thing is, both get old. You know what I mean? Both That's get true. old. It's yeah. not like, I actually miss people asking me when I was traveling what I do. Like, to the point that I would solicit na, even without asking, just to kind of move the conversation to another direction. direction yeah. But I think that's the thing about this whole reality that we're having. Now we're indoors and it's really like, you know, you hate it for a while and then parang, honestly, I'm kind of used to like being in my, in my room. There's a comfort to it. It, it is a no comfort doubt. to it. But once it gets pulled out, let's say in a couple of months and we're back in the world again, that's a whole new dynamic. And I think it's just a shifting lang talaga, diba? I mean, this conversation might be relevant to us now, but then in a few months, it might just be, oh, whatever. It's all in hindsight. So Gisa, like, um, I guess... What are your uh, parting words in terms of like wisdom and insight? Where you're key, at right now? Yeah, yeah where you're at right now, lang. What do you want to share? What do you feel? You what do you feel? What do you feel could, like you want you you want to share right now? Yeah. Like whatever's like in your in your in your space. I'm getting go at your own pace. Mm, I love that. Galeng. I love that. I love that. Go at your own pace. Yeah. But yeah. No, like everyone just really, I think more than ever, talaga, go at your own pace. Because you can, you can af- if you're listening, you can afford to go at your own pace. And don't feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Go at your own pace. Right? Yeah. And also, may, also go at your own pace because we're going to be fluctuating. The emotion isn't always going to be happy. It's not mm-hmm. always going to be sad either. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna go through many things, so just go at your own pace. And when when you dip, dip and be there. And when you get high, stay high and be there. Like that. But, stay high and be but there. like be where you are in that moment each time. You really just gotta go with it and go with your own pace. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs>